Arctic Shitters. This is Amy Oakley. I'm here in Nashville. I haven't been on the air in a hot second. Um, a lot of stuff going on in my life. Um, stressful is uh, maybe a, a light, um, a light meaning for what's going on in my life. But um, tonight, I just really want to talk about the reality of being a sex addict. And part of this is that I'm you know, lying to everyone else in my life, and so why not be real somewhere if someone be real with you guys? Um, the reality of a sex addict. I, um, I think last time I was on, I told you guys that I broke up with a guy I was seeing, which is, so it's just true. We're still hanging out, but we broke up, um, and I'm just, <laughs> I don't know, floundering in the water, I guess, uh, with everything going on. And so, you know, the reality of a sex addict is real different. Um, it's built on a bunch of lies and, like, fears of being alone and needing somebody to, I don't know, uh, find attention in you, whether it's physical or whatever, to get by. And so I sometimes talk about the hunt of finding people online and engaging with them in that sense, and that's a real thing. And it's also more than that. It can go... Uh, physical real quick so you know in reality like <laughs> the idea of being a, a sex addict is sometimes you have the thought of uh, who do I smell like and being caught in the idea of like um, should I take a shower before I see this next person do I smell like sex do I smell like someone else's body um, if my hair is wet at four o'clock in the afternoon what will someone think can I just lie and say that I was working out and I needed to get clean from that um, those are the kind of questions and the kind of situations you're forced with dealing with when you have these sex addict tendencies so yeah so I'm gonna I guess talk about my life for the past couple weeks and be completely honest um, because I can be because I've been drinking a little bit so you guys all should excuse me for that but um, god I'm just gonna fucking go there let's do it so a couple weeks ago right before I broke up with that guy I think I shared with all of my listeners that I've been doing a bunch of hookup emails and playing games with a bunch of people and uh, my ex found them right and um, not only did he delete all the messages but he deleted the numbers and blocked the numbers so I can't even talk to those people anymore if I wanted to which is which just it's fine I mean it's fucked up <laughs> but it's fine he's just uh, admitted to me that he was angry and that's how he was dealing with it and I mean he apologized but really he probably did me a fucking favor anyway but uh so anyway the next uh day after I was hanging out with him I was supposed to go hang out with this couple and I went out to go have a beer with a couple of good friends and we're playing trivia and doing whatnot and I told my friend at the time I was like man I'm supposed to go hook up with this couple and I told her that they fucked up shit about messages being deleted and like maybe I'm going to maybe I'm not and she was like dude just don't do it we're cool hang out with us have some beers play trivia but I couldn't get it off my mind and the folks that I was maybe gonna hook up with had busted through I guess all the numbers hadn't been blocked after all um, they just kept texting me and texting me, and so, like, I just, uh, when I left, I was, like, half, uh, half lit for sure, and I came back to my house, um, you know, to take care of business, so, like, changed into sexy underwear, I, you know, shaved my pussy, I grabbed a bottle of wine, and I headed over to 
um, this hotel across the way where they were. And so when I arrived at the hotel room and I came, went in, I was like, oh, shit. Because, <laughs> you know, um, filters on Snapchat mean a lot <laughs> in life. I don't use filters on purpose on my um, online profiles because I think it's bullshit. And I hate when I get fucking hammered with that. But so I knew that the guy wasn't very good looking, but I knew the girl was pretty enough. And when I showed up at the hotel, that was exactly it. The girl was real pretty and she smelled nice and she looked amazing. And the guy was just like a fucking shit show ugly. Um, zero um, attraction to him whatsoever. And so I'm like, I'm hanging out on the bed and I'm having a beer. I brought all this beer over. Jesus Christ, I do have like fucking 24 beers. And I was like, gee, I've already had a couple. <laughs> Not going to need anything else to... Uh, help me break the ice here but anyway I just remember hanging out on, on the bed and like the girl seemed like real fucked up and I asked her, and she wanted to go use the bathroom and I asked the guy I was like man is she like too hammered to do this because it's cool if she doesn't want to I can just turn around and leave you know like maybe that's what I wanted him to say was like yeah she's too fucked up turn around and leave but nope surprise that's not what he said so anyway I ended up you know fucking this random couple I'd never met before and I gotta tell you, like, um, the sex with her was actually really nice. Like, it was nice, soft, clean skin. And, I mean, her tits were amazing. Like, she tasted great. Um, you know, she'd never been with a woman before, so I could tell it was, like, super exciting her. She didn't really know what to do, but, you know, I helped her. It was fine. <laughs> I'll say that, like, the one miracle of the evening was, like, the guy could never get hard, so I, like, I never had to fuck him out of the whole situation, which was amazing. Because, A, I you know I use safe sex practices all the time but I actually hate using condoms um just because it doesn't feel good and it's as an extra layer of um I don't know crazy that sometimes you don't want when you're just in the middle of like a sex driven moment but um so I didn't have to go there with him because he couldn't get hard um I guess his dick matched his out his outer appearance oh that sounds sad and mean but it was it was kind of true um, so anyway, I ended up having, um, sex with this girl multiple times, and, I mean, I don't know, her tongue felt amazing, um, I enjoyed it a lot, I kind of thought that it was going to be a situation where I was going to stay and fuck them all night long, but really it was like a 45-50 minute, an hour tops, like, adventure, and kind of cuddling at the end, and I gave them both a kiss, and I, I split, and as I'm splitting, you know, the girl's like, oh, do you want to hang out again? Do you want to, you know, maybe try this again? And I was like, yeah, I don't know. Let's wake up tomorrow and see what happens. But I'll tell you what, never talk to those kids again. Um, and I think I knew that going in. Um, I think I justified that experience in my head that these folks were looking for, you know, this one-off threesome to save their marriage or spark their sex life or whatever. And, you know, whatever, gift to them, gift to her anyway, because <laughs> she wanted to have sex with a woman, um, and it, you know, satiated me for a second, um, so that was nice, and, you know, I don't know, you wake up the next morning and forget it happened, and I'm just gonna just press an erase button, as if it really never fucking occurred, um, uh, move on in life, yeah, so, that was, uh, in a, in a week of a sex addict, uh, that would be night one, uh, fucked boyfriend, book up with boyfriend, night two, um, figured out phone number issues, uh, figured it out, uh, told friends that I would not go have sex with random strangers. In fact, did go have sex with random strangers. Um, and when we come back right back, we'll talk about day three, what a fuck show that was. (laughs) 
so I've been with that couple, right? And um, I've been talking to this guy throughout this whole thing who was a mountain biker, and I was super psyched to meet him and hang out with him um, just because I'm always looking for someone different to exercise with, right? Like, I really want an adventure buddy, like a friends with benefits and also adventures. And I, I mean, I kind of have one already, but I just wanted like a second one, maybe. <laughs> That's what we'll say. And so I call this guy and I'm talking to um, my good buddy about it and I was like I'm gonna go have dinner at his house and hang out and he's like dude don't go fucking do that I was like, he's like you know if you go over there that's fucked up like it could be serial killer like he just wants to fuck you like don't do it and I was like yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know I don't know I've been talking to him all week long and he seemed like legit enough so anyway you know long story short I get I tell my my bestie I'm like look dude I'm gonna text or text me at eight o'clock put a, a reminder on your phone to give me a call and I will let you know uh, whether or not I need to get up with you I was like be prepared to tell me that my daughter broke her arm or something and I have to go to the hospital right away so um, I go on this date and I'm hanging out with this guy and well, let me preface this by saying that I had therapy earlier that day and I was going through some EMDR, right? I don't know if you guys know what EMDR is, but it's really about changing the neural pathways in your brain. So like if you get triggered by one thing, it automatically causes another reaction, right? So like you, um, I don't know, like ladies, if you, you know, get your period, like it makes you hunger for like fried fat and salt. So you eat french fries a lot, you know, and that's like a natural habit that you go to. Or maybe guys like on, you know, Saturdays or Sundays, all you really want to do is sit on the couch and relax. And when you sit down on the couch and relax and you turn on the TV, you think, ah, I need a beer and you pop a beer. And it's like that habit of like just what you do, right? So EMDR is about having you get to the place where you can enjoy that football game or you can get on your period, but you can have different behaviors that are associated with that. You don't have to go to, right to the thing that maybe you don't want to do. Like you don't want those extra calories or you don't want to drink. So what can you do differently? Right. But if you've had a lot of trauma in your life, then EMDR is like next level. Um, cause it's helping you, uh, change an addictive pattern or something that's like kind of hurtful or destructive. So I had just done this EMDR over like my kids, like my kid has been fucking nuts. Um, so nuts, just, losing her mind all the time, um, just putting holes through walls and just all this crazy stuff. She's like, she's so hard to deal with. And so I, um, had done all this EMDR and it was like, what's your trigger? And I was like, my trigger is my kid. What does she make you want to do? She makes you want to run out and have sex with strangers or get on apps and create all these like fictitious relationships and phone sex situations and all this kind of stuff and so she's like all right let's go through it so we go through the MDR and like literally by the end of it like I could think about the stuff with my daughter and not cry anymore much less did I feel like I need to go out and like fill my my time in my void with like another person or their body so I'm like in this good space or whatever so uh fast forward so I go on the state um I head over to this guy's house I meet him there like I show up and I was like, he's, he's real fucking attractive, but he's the same height as me and I'm five nine. So it's kind of like, uh, you seem a little kind of short, but I'm not sure. But anyway, we hang out and like he made dinner. We had some drinks. Um, I did get a tour of his house because I wanted to make sure he wasn't a serial killer. Um, and he's just like really seems to have his shit together. And like, he's into cool shit that I really like. Like, um, I don't know. He's like into biking and um like weird botany shit and good beers and like all these great things and we have such a great night and so 
you know, we're hanging out on the couch. Well, let me strike that. So when we were upstairs, he showed me the upstairs of his house. I was looking at his camping closet. He's talking about, you know, going backpacking and these kind of things. And I was like, oh man, I love that stuff. You know, it's such my heart when I was younger. I would like, love a chance to do it again. So we're kind of talking about that. And I was just kind of in the moment and like I leaned over and kissed him. And it wasn't because I wanted to fuck him. It was just because, you know, he was just so terribly cute and so interesting. And um, I just had that, that urge to, you know, have deep in the connection or the moment. And so I leaned over and kissed him. So anyway, you know, he looks at me and he's like, well, that was unexpected. And I was like, well, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. And so we go downtown, go downstairs and we're sitting on the couch or whatever. And like, you know, we're talking about love languages. This is what he starts with. You know, he's like, mom, my love language is like quality time together in touch. And I was like, yeah, I was like, mine is like, uh, you know, it's probably words and touch more than anything else. And I say, you know, I always get saddled with these people that want to do good things for me, which is amazing. I mean, don't get me wrong. Jesus Christ. Like the last long-term boyfriend I had, like really, he rocked my world with all the nice and wonderful things he did for me. But anyway, so, you know, we're sitting on the couch and so we start making out a little bit and I already have in my head that I'm not going to fuck this guy. I'm not going to fuck this guy. I went to therapy today he's really interesting. I'm not going to fuck him because I want to really see him again. I'm just not going to do it. Well, so we're making out or whatever. And like he puts his fingers between my legs and I was like, Oh fuck. Oh, it's so hard to resist. Right. When like the inner, you know, my inner being is like screaming at me that you totally want to make out this guy. You totally want to fuck this guy. And like, it's pretty aggressive. And I, you know, and I stopped him once and then he wanted it again. And I was like, mm, fuck it. I was like, we, we don't need to be on this couch. Let's go somewhere else. So we go upstairs to his room. <sighs> and so we're making out or whatever. And, um, he takes his clothes off and this guy has the biggest fucking cock that I've seen in a long time. I was not expecting it. Um, from this man who was like, you know, shorter than a lot of guys that I've dated recently. And I was just like, fuck. And so anyway, we make it a little bit longer. Like he eats me out. It was, it was great. Um, I never really, I didn't really come from all that, but I also had a couple of drinks. So, um, that's pretty par for the course. But anyway, so, you know, he goes down, he puts a condom on. I was like, oh man, I'm going to enjoy the shit out of this. And so like he starts fucking me and it was, it was and it felt good and I was like way into it um you know and then like he like and so we do that for a second he's on top of me and like he flips me over and I was like oh shit I'm loving it and he goes in to like start fucking me from behind and it kind of like four thrusts it maybe if if maybe four thrusts and then he fucking came and I was like oh shit <laughs> you know it's so sad when you want something you know, in the moment or whatever, and you can't have it. It's like physically impossible. And I was like, oh god, this sucks. And so it was like this weird moment of like, like clean up, straighten up, or whatever. You know. And the next thing I know, we're downstairs on the couch, and I was like, well, that was that was something. <laughs> we hung out for a minute, like finished our drinks or whatever. And I was like, he's like, do you want to hang out again? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I could hang out again. Uh, you're a pretty interesting guy, or whatever. It sounds cool. And so we end up just you know ending that night with plans for the next week and actually the next week was great with texting like it turns out he's like into kink which is super cool and like just turned me on again and again we had like a great facebook date like all these things or whatever but it just never worked out and i ended up just like kind of deleting the conversation um which brings me to tonight because he texted me again tonight and it was just like a fucking booty call well he did another booty call for them but it was like just a booty call and i'm like you know what god damn it like <laughs> How many times am I going to, 
do this and like allow myself back into this fucking pattern you know it's like adding one more person to the list of like real fucked up people i just got an email from this guy his name's adam or he calls himself adam i don't think it's his real name because he's married and in the height of my bullshit a couple of years ago i um was definitely fucking him because again he has this major you know kind of like a fucking toddler arm um and I guess maybe I'm a size queen. I don't know. And I uh, uh, fucked him a lot. And he keeps like emailing me, you know. I'll say, like, how the ex is coming out of the woodwork when you're single. And it's real hard to avoid the temptation of it. Um, and so I don't know if I'm going to avoid the temptation of this guy again because despite the fact that my feelings were hurt, that I, we were going to hook up a couple of times and we didn't. Um, or I asked him to do something and it didn't happen because it wasn't going to be sex themed or whatever. Like it's kind of hurt my feelings a lot, but I don't know, you know, here I am, um, ending this week with not a lot of great shit going on. So maybe I'll head it up again. Maybe I won't. I don't know. Let's talk a little bit more about it. Just a minute. So getting back to the reality of a sex addict, like these kind of experiences that I've been dealing with are like every day, every other day, because what I can tell you is like every day I'm not having one of these random experiences, I'm still fucking someone else, you know, like I've got a friend who that's what we do, you know, roll in, make it happen, roll out, like nothing else happens, um, you know, and I kind of feel like I'm a little bit living a lie except no one asks any questions you know and we're using condoms and being safe maybe at least I am I don't know what he's doing um on his slide but um that's it that's a, that's a reality a snapshot of sex addiction over like a time span of three days you know and again like it's crazy I this week like <laughs> Uh, I had sex a lot one day, like I think four times in one day, and like it was with different people, and it's just like, fuck, how does that happen? And granted, it wasn't with four different people, but you know, with different people, and it's like, when's enough fucking enough? I don't know, like today, even like I woke up this morning, um, I got laid twice this morning before I even got out of bed, and then saw somebody else this afternoon. You know, and the person wasn't interested in having sex, which is fine. It's cool. And so we moved on in life or whatever, but like, oh, I would have done it in a second, you know, and I would have done it tonight too if uh, I didn't have my kids and uh, this guy texted me on a way gone over to his house, to the mountain biker's house and hung out and, you know, drank his expensive beer and enjoyed myself. So this is just where I'm at. And I keep doing this therapy with this lady and she's trying to help me. And I, and I really feel like, she is doing a good job, but I don't know. It's hard to relay sometimes that, you know, my triggers for jumping into bad, bad behaviors may be the stress I'm having in life or the stress I'm having with my kids, but really, man, I just fucking want it. <laughs> I just want it all the time. You know, I, it's the first thing I think about when I wake up. It's the last thing I think about when I go to bed, and if I can't have it in person, I'm going to find it by phone or I'm going to find it. You know, my last resort is porn at this point in time. Like, I can't even get off with it anymore like I need to talk to somebody by phone or video really it's the interaction is an important key to being able to make it happen and I even too like this is so sad to say like I get off so many times that like I can't normal sex doesn't get me off you know it's like being 
finger that can't get off like um being being fucked i can't get off like being fucked and fingered maybe but like it used to be that it was you know it get off three times by being fingered before i even got fucked and then i was gonna get off by that too and now it's just like i just up the ante all the time it's like i'm you know it's like i guess any other addict right like you can start off small and get what you want but then by the end of it you're you're fucked you can't get enough it doesn't matter what happens um and I don't know, I'll be back with some final thoughts in just a minute. So I guess my final thoughts are came from my friend Sarah tonight. She was sitting at the table with me drinking some beers and she was like, don't be a fucking asshole. <laughs> so many guys have been assholes to you that they kind of like lead you on and fuck you over and don't really want to be with you. They just want your pussy. Like all these things because they know you're fucked up and they can use you and that's just what they fucking do and she's like don't be that fucking bitch to anybody else like don't don't drag your you know your ex through the mud like he really likes you he loves your kids like don't fuck him over just don't fucking do it don't be that person you know you don't have to continue that pattern of what people have done to you and so that's you know I guess that's the thing with an addiction is like you just end up having this fucking like I don't know, like the, it's like a war or something, like, right? Like the loss of bodies and the casualties just line up all over the place. Oh, it's fucked up. I don't know. I, I've had a couple of drinks tonight, and so that's the only reason I'm really talking about this, and the only reason I'm really going to publish it is because it's on my fucking head, and I feel like I can't say what I want to say to everyone else. Um, and so I'm going to say it to you, Dick Shade listeners. Thanks for being my sounding gallery I guess um but if you want to talk to me as always you can email me at amyogly at dickshade828 at gmail.com I'm happy to answer a question or I don't know maybe send you a dirty pic I guess if it's the right night who knows anyway uh thanks for listening guys peace and love